Hello and welcome. This is Nick's Nerd News, live from sunny San Diego, California. And now we go to your host, Nick. Alright, let's kind of get into it because we got quite a bit to talk about. First thing is first. Spider-Man came out, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man for PS4, and not going to lie, this game is awesome, and it's already getting a lot of hype. Um, a lot of been rumors have been floating around about Game of the Year and uh, going up against God of War in that regard. It's, it's getting 9s and 10s across the board, pretty much, and I'm about 60% of the way through. Uh, just just over that in terms of completion, I, I, I think I'm maybe 50% done with the story. And if, if I was going to rate the game right now, I, I would give it a, a, a solid 8.9, 9 out of 10. Like, hands down. I'm not even done with the game. That That's how much fun I'm having. And it's it brings back memories of, of Spider-Man 2, which is the last Spider game, Spider-Man game I, I legitimately played. And that that's usually widely regarded as the best, the best Spider-Man game that's been released. And you know, a lot a lot of times before the game came out, I, I saw a lot of comparisons to the Batman Arkham games. I, I think that's an unfair, unfair comparison. There, while yes, they're similar in regards to gameplay style and and the whole idea of playing a superhero, they're they're very 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 different in terms of execution and. That the only real comparison, like I said, is game in gameplay wise would really be the fights and fighting style because it, it's they're similar in how they operate. But 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 that's where I think they should end. This game, you know, I, there, there's points where I I don't even play play like missions or side missions or or other things. I I just enjoy literally just swinging around the city. That that I I have so much fun doing that. It it's just. Obviously, you do need the buildings to to latch a web onto. You can do like different like moves in the air, and you can not you you can jump obviously, but you can use like your webs to to like shoot yourself into the air and things like that. And it's just I'm having fun traversing the city. Like I don't even I unlocked the ability to fast travel, and some of the the little scenes that play in between in the fast travel are are funny and fun to watch, but. I am having so much fun just swinging around that I don't care how long it takes to get places because you're you get pretty much a almost fully fleshed out version of the island of Manhattan to swing around on not not all of New York City but all of Manhattan and and the Bronx essentially and it it takes quite a while to get from one end to the other it it, it is quite a large map but Again, it, it is so fun to just swing around the city through different buildings, the different streets, and and even climb different buildings and, and just look out on onto the city. It it's so it's so much fun and, and I am enjoying that the most really. I've been doing a lot of the collectibles as well, and th- those are fun little little side missions. I know a lot of them are similar. A lot of them are similar to do, but but they're they're just fun all around. And the story is engaging, and it, it's it's different from what's established in the comics and the the movies and things like that. It, it kind of adapts all of them to to tell their narrative, and uh, you you get to play as Mary Jane in a couple different parts, 
you get to play as Miles Morales uh, at least once so far that that I've gotten to, and it, it's fun that it it, it breaks up the action because it, it you have to play as them a little differently as you would as as Peter Parker or Spider Man. Uh, the story is also great because you get to have experiences as Peter Parker. It's not just a hundred percent Spider Man. You interact with uh, his friends and 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 family members and and things like that. There's there's plenty of stuff to unlock. I've unlocked a couple costumes already, in, including the 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 Tony Stark outfit, the one from the the MCU, the movies, and some other suits you can unlock just doing various different things. I I cannot wait to see what happens with the DLC, which actually is coming is coming as soon as the end of October. Like this game come came out what the seventh, and already uh, about a month and a half later. They're going to have DLC for it, um, and they're going to do three of them. I think it's October, November, and December. But, man, I, I cannot wait to see how the rest of the story goes on this game because, like I said, I'm, I'm having fun. It's engaging. It keeps me wanting to come back and finish it, and I'm going to try and 100% this game. I'm sure it's going to be very, 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 very hard to do that, but but that's part of it. The, also, the graphics in this game are are top notch like 100% like just great the the you you do have that uncanny valley obviously cuz it, it's not perfect with the the character models and things like that but it, it's clear that they they went above and beyond with facial reconstruction and and how do you explain that where where they put the uh mo- motion capture the the face capture stuff like uh, what Andy Circus does but the voice acting's awesome as well the funny thing is even though I know it's not him, and I continue to hear it in the game, but Peter Parker Spider-Man sounds a whole lot like Michael Sarah, and it's not Michael Sarah. I actually had to look it up just to double check, but I, I just think it's funny that he sounds a whole lot like Michael Sarah, even though that's that's probably not the vibe they were going for. But I um I, I it just it adds another layer that that makes it that much more fun, and I I'll it'll be interesting to see how. I'm, this game's gonna sell well. That that's for damn sure with with the reviews it's getting, and uh, I my GameStop was the busiest I've seen it in a while for a game release. So, I I I really hope this game gets a sequel because they're they're kind of setting that up obviously with with Miles Morales and things like that, and and we're missing several villains that are are alluded to and other MCU characters that are alluded to. Hell, there's an Avengers Tower that you can that you can climb to the top of and look out over the city. So I, I do hope a second one comes out. Like I said, if, if I was going to score it now, it'd be 8.9, 9 out of 10. Obviously, I'll have a final review next week. I, sh- I should be done with the main story and most of the game next week. So expect me to, to kind of talk about that. But that that's definitely, 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 definitely my feelings on, on Spider-Man as of right now. The other thing we're going to have next week is a my first impressions on Tomb Raider because that actually comes out this week and as as I record the week after but uh Tomb Raider comes out I will have that I will have my first impressions I'll I'll try to play as much as that as possible while trying to beat Spider-Man as well but no ex- expect that next week some other video game news that came out if you're unaware Justin Roiland, who's the co-creator of Rick and Morty, 
uh, is coming out with a PS4 and slash PSVR game called Trover Saves the Universe, which just looks like a outlandishly hilarious fun game. Uh, has come out and said that there will be no Rick and Morty crossover in the game. I mean, that that was kind of obvious, wasn't it? I mean, they're they're while it looks like it could easily fit into a place that would make sense in Rick and Morty uh, when it comes to different universes and things like that. It it unfortunately will not have that crossover. So I'm still re- very interested in this game. I don't think I needed Rick and Morty to be in it for me to be sold. Uh, just the fact that it was Justin Roiland and his brand of off humor had me interested. So I, hopefully this doesn't burn burn you from getting it or anything like that but that that's still a a game to to keep an eye out for especially if you have psvr and tokyo game shows coming up at the end of the month we've already had some some early announcements but death stranding the new kojima game will have a live presence there so like a stage show or of some kind or something like that they they kind of were light on the details but leave it to kojima to come up with some weird marketing and branding of uh, something. I, I, I'm, what, what's, what's the word I want to use? Um, like event to promote his game. Especially one like Death Stranding, which is just a, a weird, out there, outlandish thing that no one knows about. And again, Kojima is a very secretive person, especially when it comes to his projects. So one, one begs the question... What will be revealed at Tokyo Game Show? Will we get a release window? Definitely not a release date. Will more story beats be revealed? You know, I I don't I don't know what to expect, especially with him, because he could announce something that is like related to the game, but might have nothing to do with the final product. And it 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 will be interesting to see how. A, a live experience, like a um, like a real live action experience, and stage show type thing will will tie into the game. Will Norman Reedus be there? Will Guillermo del Toro be there? Like Tokyo Game Show has always been somewhat of a smaller smaller convention show presence in terms of size and and what's announced and re- revealed and things like that, but. Now with Kojima having his own studio and a major release coming out, the Tokyo Game Show could be poised to have some of the biggest news of the year. So we'll we'll see how that we'll see how that plays out. Uh, I got a couple more weeks before that happens, so th- there's always news that that comes out of Japan in regards to that. So so we'll see. Also got some various pieces of Xbox Xbox news in a uh, unexpected marketing stunt xbox australia which tends to come out with wild crazy things that i'm very jealous we can't get here in the states like they did an xbox onesie one year that had pockets that could fit a controller they had a uh inflatable xbox one controller like uh uh, you know like for for a pool so that's um that was cool but now this year uh to coincide with the uh, essentially final release of PUBG on Xbox, the 1.0 version, so it's it's out of early access preview or whatever they call it. They came out with a a grease proof 
Xbox One controller. So that way you can enjoy your chicken dinners in style and not ruin your controller. I'm paraphrasing that a bit in terms of like the official marketing speak that came out with it. But uh, for those of you who don't know, when you win a match in PUBG or, or Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, uh, you are labeled winner, winner, chicken dinner. And apparently Xbox Australia has uh, just gone under the uh, assumption that it's a fried chicken dinner. Uh, most cultures probably have some form of fried chicken. Anyway, I, I don't... The the controller looks... It's a cool coloring scheme. It's kind of like gray with, with yellow accents and, and things like this. But it it looks very glossy. I, I guess that's how it, it's... I guess that's how it's grease proof, but I, I don't I don't know how in reality what kind of materials they they would have used or things like that. It, it's it's different looking. It looks almost like it's it's a it's a it's rubberized, which would which would make it which would make it grease proof. I guess the trailer was hilarious because. Um, it kind of just kept showing the controller like flying through grease and things like that, almost like you'd see on a commercial for a soda, where like the ice is like getting flung through like the soda being poured out and and things like that. And I I don't I don't know. It's it's just it's it's different. That that's for sure. And it, it's it's such an obvious marketing gimmick. There there's only a limited release, but like I I don't I I guess I I get it. But at the same time, it's like, who who the hell approved this? Like, what what was going through their head? Like, all right, Xbox Australia family, why don't we why don't we do a a grease proof controller? Cause it's a chicken dinner, and you don't want to get grease on your controller. That that's my best Australian interpretation. Like, don't get me wrong, that'd be amazing just in general. Because I I am someone who does not. If if I'm gonna if I'm playing video games and I'm hungry and I'm gonna go get food, I will literally stop playing, switch to TV and watch TV while I eat because I do not. I'd rather get grease on on a remote control, or or things like that than on my controller, because the, the they're just never the same after that and they leave spots and things like that, especially on a black controller. But again, awesome idea, maybe not so awesome in execution. But alas, it will stick in the great down under like many of the other awesome things they've put out. Maybe uh, maybe they'll do something like that here. Or maybe Americans just don't give a shit. Who knows? Also, some Xbox news. Microsoft announced last week that uh, something called Xbox Skill can be enabled on Alexa or Cortana devices. So that way you can control your Xbox uh, via those home assistants. And this is really great because a lot of people with newer Xboxes might not have uh, the Connect adapter kit or the Connect at all, like uh, many people with with launch Xbox Ones did. And that's something I I definitely miss uh, since I got my Xbox One X was the ability to have voice commands and voice control over the system. Granted, it it makes makes you a little lazy and things like that but it, it is a, a welcome thing especially if if you're sitting down you're comfortable you need to pause something turn up the volume without having to reach or readjust for a remote or control or anything like that and and it was just great telling it to uh, turn the volume up turn it down pause 
stop, uh, go right to Netflix without having to use a controller because you don't want to waste battery life on things like that. But uh, it's awesome that they've added uh, added this functionality. And we do have an Amazon Alexa in our house. It's, it's really great. My mom uses it a lot more. It's, it's She uses it more than anyone because, it, 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 I mean, it was it was given to her as a gift. But I've been debating on getting one either for the room I have the TV and the Xbox in or, or even one for my, my own personal room. And I've, I've been looking at the... There is a Cortana speaker for the home. It's it's made by Harman Kardon. It's called the Invoke. It's always been a little too expensive. And I know they've been having some recent deals on it and things like that. It's a beautiful speaker. Um, great sound quality. Harman Kardon is is probably one of the best uh, speaker makers next, next to Bose. Things like that. They've been around for a long time. I think they're owned by JBL. And the... Uh, invoke with Cortana in- integration is, is a beautiful looking speaker and I think with this I might finally bite the bullet and get one just so I could have uh, voice commands on my on my Xbox again but uh, some some of these smart speakers man they're they're crazy in what they're able to do and achieve and things like that and it'll be nice to have that because I, I know they recently announced integration with Cortana and Alexa so having both in the house they might actually just end up working together so that that's a that's a cool function last kind of thing I'm going to talk about is the Mega Man 11 demo is available now on all platforms, I think. And uh, one of the newest Mega Man games in, in quite a while. And it's actually, it's 3D uh, and looks really great. I, I've seen some people playing it, some videos. It looks really fun. A lot of people have been saying it's hard, like Mega Man should be. Uh, kind of going the opposite direction of what Mega Man 9 and 10 did, which kind of went back to those two kind of went back to the old pixelated style like from the 80s and late 80s early 90s um kind of like a nostalgia trip where this one kind of moves moves everything forward it doesn't look like those weird mega man games that were on the dreamcast but it's a uh, still a side scroller and uh looks really fun crisp clean things like that so that's available now if if you are if you're interested or wanted to be interested there's going to be a whole lot of stuff of that up probably now available online to look at and watch and play if you want it's a free demo right why not let's kind of transition to what's kind of going on in the tv world now to kind of tie it with video games major casting news in netflix's witcher series henry cavill who most of you may know as uh, superman in man of steel batman vs superman and justice league uh, he's been cast as Geralt, the main character, which is kind of funny because he was talking about how he loves that game and would love to have been cast, which kind of was hinting that this announcement was incoming because he was probably cast quite a while ago. Uh, the showrunner, I think, said he was his first, Ken, Cavill was his first meeting and wanted him from the beginning, which is awesome. And I'm instantly more interested in this show. And I think Henry Cavill's an amazing actor. I love him as Superman. I really liked the man from Uncle with him. He was great in in what was uh, Mission Impossible this year. So the, I, I'm excited for for this show. It, it brings a big name to get more people hooked. Granted, you're already going to have a baked-in audience with fans of the novel series and fans of the game, but you obviously need to get like general audiences in it and this this will definitely bring it in and hopefully i still have time um, before the show comes out to finally finish and play the game uh, at least witcher 3 uh speaking of other netflix shows 
Unfortunately, got some more news on House of Cards final season, which uh, will focus on Claire or Robin Wright. And obviously because of the fallout with Kevin Spacey and, and the atrocious, unforgivable things he did, um, granted, I, I, I still think he's one of the best fucking actors of this generation. Like, my, my generation, the generation before. I, it, It's unfortunate that people that are so amazing and great have committed acts like this and and have to lose their their star essentially and lose their their fame and and not necessarily their fortune but their their popularity and and people people adore these people kevin spacey was always a very private person someone who wasn't open about his personal life or things like that and and I love pretty much everything he's done. I, I'm not gonna. Obviously, I'm gonna look at things with a, uh, with a different eye now, and and understand that this was a disturbed individual. But at the same time, I'm gonna recognize how how amazing he was as an actor. Okay, it's it's possible to separate the two, and they're gonna. Um, I guess this isn't really a spoiler because they they put it in a trailer, but. They're killing off Frank Underwood in House of Cards just completely. So they're not going to have him in jail or just away or anything like that. They are just going to have him, uh, Kevin Spacey's character, killed off in, in between seasons, I guess, between five and six. So I personally think it's unfortunate. Um, I, I understand why um, I'm not trying to, like, degrade the situation or, or say that the the victims are are any way in any way to blame I'm, I'm not saying that at all it's just it's unfortunate that such an amazing talented person had to ruin his own career by just being a despicable person and a lot of things are suffering because of it yeah that, i don't i don't know how to segue into something from there without kind of ending that derailing that whole thing but more news on DC's Doom Patrol show, which is coming to their streaming service. And recently, we've gotten a lot of casting news. Hell, Brendan Fraser's coming back out of, I don't know, wherever the hell he's been to be in the show. And then Timothy Dalton's actually going to be in the show as well. He's gonna He was cast as the chief. He's kind of like the leader of the Doom Patrol. And I'm, um, I'm interested to see how this show turns out. I know they're looking to cast um, Cyborg still, or I think they might have already... And then someone to play Cyborg's, Cyborg's father. But Timothy Dalton is uh, a former James Bond. And he's been in some other movies. More recently you might have seen him in Hot Fuzz. He was the... He wasn't the mayor, but he was like the... Um, he owned the grocery store and was the fun runner. He's kind of like the main bad guy in, in Hot Fuzz. But uh, British actor and... Uh, has a lot of stuff under his belt. Uh, it'll, uh, it'll be exciting to see how he acts in a TV show about uh, a superhero TV show, especially one on a streaming service. So we'll see. Carl Urban, who was in the Dread movie a few years back, which that movie's attained cult status now, is still very, very interested in being in Mega City One, which is the TV show that's been floating around for a couple years in Hollywood. Um, he's not currently attached, but he's had preliminary meetings and would love to come back and play Dread, which somehow I don't understand how that alone isn't getting this show made. 
I understand the Dread movie didn't make a lot of money when it came out, but it's made a lot of money post-release. And like I said, it's got a cult following now. It's very popular among film buffs and nerd culture in general. And somehow just the fact that Carl Urban being attached is not getting this thing off the ground is the most shocking thing to me. I mean, Carl Urban, let's, let's think about this now. He's in Star Trek. He's in Lord of the Rings, and he's dread, and and they can't get this this thing made. Like, what the? Where where's the disconnect here? They they this show is gonna have, they're gonna have an audience, like like I don't, and it's an awesome con. This this is probably better for a, as a TV show than a movie, and if you put it on Netflix or Amazon or HBO or something like that, you can get the real grittiness that that the comics had and the movie had and things like that and and you could make it work and i i don't understand how how this isn't a thing at at all at all i don't get it brooklyn 99 which was saved from cancellation by nbc is actually getting five more uh, additional episodes that were just recently added uh the show was orig- originally picked up by nbc to come back as a mid-season replace or mid-season show with just 13 episodes after being canceled by fox but now they've actually uh, ordered an additional five. So that means they have faith in the show. They're excited about it, which hopefully means it can keep going past past this season. So that, I mean, I, I can't wait because I, I fucking love this show. Why can't I think of his name right now? Andy Samberg, who plays Jake Peralta, is probably like the modern version of modern version of Adam Sandler, even though there's only like a 10 year difference between, because Andy Samberg is way older than you realize, but he's just, he's got a different brand of humor that it, not a lot of other people have. And it's, it's kind of slapstick. It's kind of not. And it's just this, he's such a perfect person. And I loved him on Saturday night live. And I love, love, love Brooklyn nine, nine. And I really hope that it, it gets to live on at NBC for a few more years. And if it doesn't, that someone gives him a new show or movie or something like Stat. Because we need more of Andy Samberg in our lives. Uh, to kind of wrap up TV news, the Emmys had their, you know, the, the awards for the for TV, the Emmys, uh, like the Oscars, but for, for TV, had their creative awards this past week. And Rick and Morty won for Best Animated Program, which just goes on to prove that Rick and Morty is one of the best shows on TV. It doesn't have lazy animation like all these other bullshit shows on Cartoon Network and uh, Disney XD and Disney Channel that just look like they were sloppily thrown together and things like that. But but Rick and Morty, while it kind of looks like that, is, is you can tell it has a lot more work and love put into it. And it, it it's very exciting that they that they were able to recognize such an amazing show and, and give it an Emmy. And props to Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon for creating one of the smartest shows on television right now. Really, really, really props to them. And in sadder news, we lost an amazing actor last week, Mr. Burt Reynolds, who had lived an awesome life and had been in a lot of amazing amazing and and funny and awesome movies most people know him from the Smokey and the Bandit movies and Cannonball Run movies 
I always liked watching him in The Longest Yard, the original and the remake. And and he was also in a, a lot of other movies that, that, you know, you might not, not realize. And, you know, he's in he was in Without a Paddle. He was in The Dukes of Hazard, which I I... I personally have never seen the Smoking the Bandit movies or Cannonball Run, and I know I need to see them because I know they are amazing. I, more than anything, remember him from, like I said, Longest Yard, Dukes of Hazard, and Without a Paddle. And and he was great in those movies. He didn't have huge parts, but he was great and hilarious in them. And Hollywood lost an amazing actor who had been around for a very long time, and made uh, a memorable impression on a lot of people over the years in in everything he did and it's it's unfortunate that 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 we lost him i i'm not going to say he died too young because that that's just he was 82 and and you know he'd had a lot of problems in his his life and things like that in in terms of health and it, it's unfortunate he didn't get to last a whole lot longer but luckily we are going to get a couple more movies out of him. One's expected out later this year. He's also in the Quentin Tarantino movie about Hollywood and Charles Manson. So he he will be he will be lost, but not forgotten. And and it it is a sad passing, especially for someone who meant a lot to a lot of people. And uh, speaking of old, awesome action stars, Die Hard Six is happening. After the failure of, of the last Die Hard in, in Russia. And uh, Bruce Willis will be back as John McClane. And uh, it, it's going to be called... The movie's just going to be called McClane, apparently. And it will focus on both a young and older McClane. But mostly going to focus on Bruce Willis's... Bruce Willis's... Uh, I can't talk today... Bruce Willis's McLean, the older version, and this is uh, awesome news. I'm I'm happy that it uh, that it is coming out. It's going to be directed by Len Weisman, who actually directed um, Live Free or Die Hard, which is Die Hard Four, which is actually a, a great um, a great Die Hard movie. Like it's it's better than two. It's better than than three. Nothing compares to the original one. Let Let's not forget that at all. But uh, it, he's he's going to direct it, um, and I, I'm excited. I am very 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 excited. It's uh, I like all that. I've always liked Die Hard in general. The 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 like I said that last one in Russia was was okay. It wasn't great by any means. Definitely the worst one. Um, but uh, I'm excited that we're getting another Die Hard. Bruce Willis is is someone I love and grew up with, and. Obviously, I, they said this movie's supposed to come out next year. I, maybe. I don't think so. And, you know, yippee motherfuckers, because we're getting another Die Hard. Probably the last one, but I, I hope I hope they don't reboot it. I, I really, they should not do that. They should not touch these movies at all after this one. And I, I think they'll they'll do it justice and probably end it with this one. Don't, don't kill off McClane. Please don't do that. He's one of the greatest action heroes we've had in a long time and I, I don't think they should kill him off that that would be something terrible that would ruin the movie right then and there like I'd be like fuck this dude no I, I, I'm very very excited for McLean and I cannot wait to hear more in uh, 
terms of, of Disney always dominating the box office, you know, that used to be a common theme here on Nick's Nerd News in the past. Incredibles 2 is the first animated film to cross $600 million at the U.S. box office. It's the ninth movie ever to cross that $600 million mark. And it's also the highest grossing animated film ever with $1.16 billion at the worldwide box office. Which is, if you ask me, just a ridiculous number. Like, what the hell did they do with The Incredibles to make this the, the best? Granted, I loved Incredibles too. Like, don't, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. But, man, what, what, what? How how did another animated movie not do this? How how is The Incredibles two the first one? Granted, I know inflation and and things like that, but still, this is I I I'm, I'm sure adjusted for inflation, this is still going to be the highest grossing animated film, like maybe with the exception of the first Toy Story, or maybe an old Disney animated. And you know Disney's dominating the charts with all animated and, and just everything at this point. Which, full disclosure, I am a Disney stockholder. I am happy about this because it's more money for me. But, like, at some point, are, are people going to, like, like be like, maybe we should stop giving Disney all our money? I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. And, and man, it's crazy. Like, what what's going to happen now with, with the live-action movies that are coming out? Toy Story 4, is that going to be, like, crazy numbers? Like, what, what, like, what does the future hold? You know what I mean? What does it hold? And, uh, man, there's always something coming up about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I, I think I talked about this last week or the week before, but Dave Bautista said he's unsure if he wants to keep playing Drax. Obviously, the movie is on indefinite hold uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Like, I, I, just what the fuck is going on anymore, man? I, I don't even know. What? It's fucking stupid. Like, what, what, I'm, I'm so frustrated over this whole thing. James Gunn should never have been fired. Luckily, they're keeping his script. The cast is upset about this. The movie's on indefinite hold. I don't think it should be made, if you ask me. Because, again, as I've stated before, no one will be able to capture the same kind of essence or feel of the movie as James Gunn. And and now with Dave Bautista, he had already threatened to walk if, if they didn't use the script. Now he's like, I don't even know if I even want to do it anyway, regardless, which will kill the movie just another time because Drax is probably one of the best characters from those movies just with his deadpan comic relief and and his reactions to situations. I know he was written that way, but but still, like Dave Bautista is perfect at that. And... and and I don't think they should bring someone else to play him because no one else would be able to do that. And then also Dave Bautista says uh, they should make a Drax spinoff with or without him. And I'm like, no, because the only way that would work is if they, they make like about a young Drax and when he lost his family and things like that. But again, they'd have to get some hulked out dude who could like have that same deadpan delivery as Bautista does. And... I, I think this would muddle it, maybe. Maybe they should do this instead of a Guardians 3. It's It sucks that the whole cast is signed on and, and you know, people really like the, the movies and things like that, but this is just a, a saga that, that needs to be either buried forever or they need to fix something and, and just get it done and over with and then just kill it. 
either kill it now or face the consequences with releasing a third one that will probably end up not being good. Uh, Also in MCU news, uh, we got our first look at Captain Marvel. Uh, You know, pictures had been released. Well, spy photos, I should say, of the of the the set and everything like that. Um, We got via we got via uh, Entertainment Weekly uh, the first official photos showing um, uh, uh, what's her name Um, Brie Larson. Sorry, Brie Larson in her blue and red costume, uh, in her green costume that was shown off in I think they're called the Star Force or something like that, and. so this this movie's coming out in in April or March, and uh, obviously takes place in the '90s. They showed a picture of a young Samuel L. with Disney using their uh, crazy magic to de-age people, and uh, Philip Coulson will be in it. and And uh, I cannot wait for this movie because I love Brie Larson, and and I know that captain marvel is probably one of the most powerful superheroes in the marvel universe at least from my understanding um but other some other fun things lee pace is back as ronan the accuser who was the first villain in guardians of the galaxy the first movie and they also showed off the scrolls which uh from my understanding the scrolls have the ability to shapeshift and infiltrated the marvel universe in the comics so we'll see how that we'll see how they retcon and retroactively change things up in the MCU now that the scrolls are, are in the movie. Jude Law is in the movie and hasn't really said if he's uh, playing Captain Marvel or not, the original Captain Marvel. But uh, he's been dancing around it. But other other interesting pictures is um, Joman Hounsu, I, I think that's how you say his name, is uh, who was also in Guardians of the Galaxy working for Ronan, is in the Star Force. I, I think that's what you're call- they're calling him. In the Captain Marvel movie. So it's really nice callbacks and um, ties into the, the greater MCU in general. So again, no no trailer or anything like that, just set photos or official production photos. So it looks good, looks really good, and I, I can't wait. Um, other news, the Oscars are delaying their very unpopular, popular film category that they announced because they need to rethink it. Well, yeah, obviously, you can't come out and announce some bullshit like that and then not explain yourselves. And a lot of people thought it was a dumb idea. How is it going to work? How are they going to award it? Are they going to only focus on the big giant blockbusters? Are they going to actually like take into consideration other popular films that don't necessarily break the bank? Like, so fucking stupid. Uh, that that's they're just going to sit back and rethink their their themselves because they effed up and didn't realize it until it was too late morons but yeah i i don't i don't fucking know idiots idiots everywhere nowadays but uh that that's kind of it for major stuff um i did get loot crate uh august's august's loot crate uh the theme was mayhem and uh very excited with this loot crate actually it was a nice uh the last couple ones were kind of a letdown, and, and this one was, was actually really awesome. And uh, one of the, the awesome things is a, um, a Morty figure from Rick and Morty with this like weird creature being like coming out of one of their like uh, portals. And that's, um, that's a really awesome little collectible figurine. 
came with an awesome office space t-shirt um and it's uh on it has like two bats it almost looks like a skull and crossbones shirt but it's it's got two baseball bats and then the broken copy fax machine that looks like the skull which is great because that is one of the best scenes in that movie um just because it's just so unexpected especially in a movie like that and the the song that's played and everything um little cool notebook it's a harley quinn themed notebook uh justice league pop sockets mine came with a wonder woman one i I gave that over to my mom Uh, if you don't know what pop sockets are those are those like expandable like holders for the back of your phone not really into those my mom likes having them for her phone so so that she lucked out there um the pin this month was awesome they're doing awesome enamel pins lately and this one was a courage the cowardly dog which was uh, a favorite show of mine when I was a kid. And the the quality on it is just amazing. Like these pins have crazy quality lately. Also got the loot wear um, items. I got an extra t-shirt and uh, wearable, which was a actually a long sleeve shirt with a Rick and Morty portal on a pocket. And if you open up the pocket, it's got Rick flipping you off, which is, <laughs> which is just, perfect because that's that's rick uh also got a a fight club t-shirt and it's got the the soap co um like logo on it but then it looks like it's been spray painted with pink spray paint with like a smiley face that says project mayhem so that that's an awesome awesome callback to to fight club so that that's always cool because you don't you don't see a lot of different things for Fight Club. You always see like the basic one with just the bar of soap or or things like that. It's it's nice to get something different for such an awesome movie and book. And what was this? Uh, let me just talk about some just other basic things, kind of to wrap up today. Amazon hit uh, one trillion market value, second company to do so. In history, um, Apple only actually did it just about a month ago, which is pretty crazy that they both happen so closely, which is nuts to think about. So that means Apple and and Amazon are the most valuable companies and have the most expensive stock prices, or or at least the price of their stock and the amount of stock equals a, a trillion dollars, which is just is 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 insane. And if you think about it. People use Amazon for everything now, and it makes sense. And you understand why, like, retail is dying because Amazon is one of the most profitable and most highly valued companies on the planet. Uh, but yeah, that's hey, what can you do, right? <laughs> Try and buy stock in Amazon. That's what you should do. I am not legally authorized to give financial advice. Please do not listen to me or use my guidance in any way shape or form i do not want to get in trouble with the sec or the fec or the ftc or the whoever the controls the trade and shit i'm i'm not going to jail people you hear me i'm not just do your own thing i also finished thrawn alliances the new thrawn book from timothy zahn came out in late july um definitely give that book an eight out of a eight out of ten definitely want to read more i i hope timothy zahn has another thrawn book in the works i I think he mentioned that uh right before this one was released but really hoping a third one comes out because i am left desiring more of thrawn and this one was awesome because it kind of jumped between timelines it would jump to the rise of the rebellion era or rise of the empire era however you want to describe it 
and then also back to the Clone Wars. And it has Thrawn interacting with with Anakin. It has Thrawn interacting with Vader, which you, you didn't get a lot of in the old expanded universe. You didn't get a lot of Thrawn and Vader interactions because Thrawn was always off doing something for the Emperor in the unknown regions or, or away. And it, it's fun to have them finally interact. And the way Timothy Zahn writes these new books is, is different from the old ways, but it, it, it's able to bring um, a reflection of Thrawn in, into a modern take and show his true tra- tactical prowess and, and ingenuity and things like that. And it, it's awesome to see him interact with both Anakin and Vader and their, their stubbornness and hard-headedness. And it, it's just, oh man, it, it was so fun to read. And, and there's some things that are, are left desired, like they introduce Rook, Rook, I, Rook, I don't know how to say his fucking name, the, the Nogri warrior that um, in the old EU, they were protectors of Vader and Thrawn for, um, they were essentially lied to and forced into servitude almost, but um, he was introduced in Rebels last season and now he's in the book and we still don't have an uh, explanation of how he ties in with the new canon and I, I do want to know more about that. Uh, they were in, introduced a new section of Vader's 501st called the First Legion. And I, I really hope they do a comic book adaptation of, of this book like they did with the first New Thrawn book that came out a couple years ago. Just so we can kind of see some of these characters and interactions um, and, and see how Disney interprets them versus how you might interpret them in, in your own imagination. The one downside, the one downside I did not like and I felt was was ham-fisted, was they're, they're, they focus it around the planet Batu or Batu. I, 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 don't, I don't remember how the official saying is, but, but that's the, the setting of uh, Star Wars Land at Disneyland and um, Magic Kingdom. And I do not like how Disney is forcing their hand a little too much in the new in the new canon, in the new universe. And that I felt was just like, come on, really? You're gonna you're gonna like force them to do the they're making the galaxy smaller, and I do not like that. Granted the galaxy was the galaxy was kind of made small with the prequels and Clone Wars and things like that, with having a lot of characters and the same aliens and things like that, but it was still very, very, very expansive in terms of portrayal in the Clone Wars, different planets and new races in the prequels with uh, different unexpected things to be seen and things like that. But then then at the same time, you have the sequel trilogy come out and you don't have any of the original alien races, which doesn't make any sense at all. Like you barely have uh, Mon Calamari and Quaren and Wookiees, but then you're missing a lot of uh, aliens that were big either even in the, in the original trilogy and ones that were big in the prequel trilogy it's like i i know the galaxy is enormous but there's got to be at least one or two of these people floating around outside of the rebellion okay i'm happy they introduced new ones but at the same time it's like you went a little too crazy on the new little too crazy but i, I, I the thing i didn't like is the ham fisting and i don't know if i hope i hope to god this wasn't timothy zahn's push and I hope Disney forced this on him because I would rather that be the case and then forcing them 
to go to Batu, Batu, and and kind of force that storyline in so it can tie into to Star Wars Land opening next year. But again, eight out of ten. I hope there's a sequel or a, a third in, in a trilogy or however many they want to do because I definitely want more Thrawn, especially after what they did to him in Rebels. And I, I know they said they're not dead. Dave Filoni came out and said him and Ezra are not dead and there's more to come. But I, I really, really hope they expand on this and have more interactions with Vader because their their interactions are amazing. Anakin and Vader are unable to read his mind and kind of see through it, which kind of ties in to the old EU when Thrawn had um, the Isalamari creatures, which were force repellent. But... Uh, just their stubbornness going up against Thrawn and his assuredness and and calculated moves are just it's it's fun interaction and I I hope we get some more of that or or, or things of, of that nature but uh, hey that's it for today a little bit of a longer episode since uh, the last couple were short as I always like to say you know do do you you do you right don't don't let outside influencers control your life or, or tell you what to do or, or, or how to live it. All right. Just, just, uh, go, go out and do, just do it right. Like Nike, huh? (laughs) Maybe don't want to tie myself into that right now, but, um, just, uh, don't, don't be all talk. Actually, actually act on, on what you say, as long as it's legal and within reason and won't, uh, won't hurt anyone, but, but don't, don't shoot for the moon, but but hey, you miss every shot you don't take, right? What is that? Wayne Gretzky said that. So uh yeah, I'll uh I'll be coming to your ears in in another week and uh stay tuned for then. All right, have have a have a good week. Uh go play Spider-Man, go get uh Tomb Raider cuz it it's looking to be awesome. And uh the fall video game season is upon us, folks. So uh don't get uh don't get left behind. Have a good one.